With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. It's St. Patrick's Day. Now, Patrick was a brother, but he wasn't a Scot. He was a great man. He was a strong man of faith, but he wasn't a Scot great. He was, he was, a, he was an Irishman. He was a very good Irishman. And we love him. And he had a great impact on the shaping of Western civilization and America. So great to be with you guys tonight. I would, couldn't wait to do this. Normally it's only on, uh, you know, Halloween, Reformation Day that I get to wear this, but St. Patrick's Day. What an amazing, what an amazing day for us to talk about at the American Campfire Revival. One of the most important men in all of history. Do you know who he even is? Y you may say, yeah, St. Patrick, it was St. Patty's Day, right? But a lot of people think that St. Patrick was simply the patron saint of Green Eggs and Ham who chased all the snakes out of Ireland. <clears throat> Not true. St. Patrick was an amazing man. Let's pray. Patrick would have prayed. We need to pray in honor of, of uh, St. Patrick. We're not praying to St. Patrick. We're praying in honor of this amazing man who is a member of the family of faith, who we have a lot to learn from tonight. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we're so grateful that uh, you have uh, set us free and that we're slaves to nothing. We're not slaves to fear. We're not slaves to sin. We are not slaves to death. In fact, uh, death is something that you have redeemed, dear God, so that those who believe in you and in your son, Jesus, even though they die, they will live forever. Uh, and, and Lord, it's actually the final redemptive act that you have uh, given to us to be free from sin, and pain and suffering and everything else. And we give you thanks and we honor you for that. Lord, on, on this day, uh, would you help us to learn from one of our brothers from a long, long time ago, what it means to have courage, what it means to depend on you and what it means to rely on the promises in your word and the power of your truths. And we ask this in Jesus name, amen. Well, let me get off me. My glasses, I'm going to need these so I can read. Uh, I wish I had some green eggs and ham here just in honor of St. Patrick's Day, but, but uh, we, we, we don't need them. Uh, in fact, we're going to be going through again the American Covenant, the untold story, and, and learning about St. Patrick. So most people think, again, that he was all about green eggs and ham, about chasing snakes out of Ireland. You may get some free green beer on St. Patty's Day at your favorite pub. But the truth is, most people don't know that St. Patrick was the greatest example in history of a man who won a nation without the force of arms, without an army, and he transformed a society from chaos to peace. This is the kind of man that we need 
in our country today. These are the kind of men and women of fair, of character and faith that we so desperately need. Now, I'm going to teach you about St. Patrick this evening. And kids, if you're listening, this is something that you need to know. Uh, St. Patrick's Day will never be the same for you again. So St. Patrick was born in a small village along the coast, not in Ireland, but in England. Did you know that? Patrick was not Irish. He was not an Irishman. He was a Brit. He was English. And he was part of the Celtic Christians. His family were members of the family of faith in the Celtic Christians. In fact, Ireland was outside of the the Roman Empire that ruled the world. and, And Rome was being sacked by those barbarians who were taking it over. But outside of the, the Roman Empire in the northern regions of, of Great Britain, it was so dangerous. You had the, the Scottish picks, you had the barbarians, and then you had the Irish slave traders, the Irish pirates. And on the maps, it would even be, be designated as, um, an area where it said, here do be monsters. Monsters lived in Ireland. And they specialized in human trafficking. This was just the worst of the worst. These were, these were, these were monsters, true monsters of people. And 16 year old Patrick was a prime target for these Irish slave traders, these child traffickers. And I, and, uh, one, one evening they came into England and they raided Patrick's Hamlet. They killed many of the people and they captured the young, the strong and the beautiful in their nets and they dragged them off to the sea and they loaded them into their boats, throwing them into the bellies of their their slave ships like live fish in a bait tank and took young Patrick all the way back to Ireland. And Patrick wrote this in his, in his diaries. He says, I was about 16 years of age. I did not know the true God. I was taken into captivity to Ireland with many thousands of people. I, Patrick wrote that. He was beaten. He was bloody. He was taken back to Ireland and he he was sold into the slave trade and a druid warlord named Miliuk was his master at 16 years old. And you know, he must have been terrified there in Ireland because they had these wicked traditions there. You read through history and you find out that these druid warlords and these priests did horrible things. They had the, 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 the heads of their enemies posted on poles around their camp as trophies of their conquests. The, the priests would have shrunken heads tied to their belts and they would use the decapitated heads of their enemies as drinking bowls. It was absolutely disgusting. And the Irish were kept in constant fear by their, by their priests who would perform human sacrifices. And they had a particularly disgusting one to the God of Beltane. And this was a ritual sacrifice that they knew as the wicker man ceremony. You know, you may have heard out in the deserts here in California of the burning man, and they have a giant man that's uh, set on fire out in the deserts. Well, in Ireland in the day, they had the wicker man ceremony where they would have these immense figures shaped like a giant man and the limbs were made out of twigs and inside these enormous limbs were human beings 
that the druids would they would would fill the limbs of of this giant straw wicker man with criminals and when they ran out of criminals they would use innocent people and light this entire man on fire filled with men and women as a sacrifice in this ritual ceremony absolutely evil wicked and demonic patrick was a slave to miliuk and he worked in the fields of the of this tyrant sheep fighting off packs of wolves and boars can you imagine how terrifying that must have been and Patrick said this of his condition. He said, I did not believe in the living God, nor did I so from my childhood, but lived in death and unbelief until I was severely chastised by God, by hunger and nakedness. And that daily. Can you imagine being out in the cold of Ireland in the winter, tending sheep, fighting off wolves, being in a culture of death, witchcraft being without clothes freezing without food hungry and that every single day this was Patrick hey guys it's Kirk here did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think Traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And then Patrick remembered the faith of his family, especially that of his father and his grandfather. This is amazing. Here's a young man who didn't have faith in God by his own admission. He was a prodigal child. And then at his worst moments, he remembered the faith of his parents and his grandparents. That should be a great encouragement to you and to me. Maybe you have a wayward child or a grandchild, a prodigal who's, who's, who's living in, in, in a crazy life. And yet there is hope that at their worst moment, God will bring to their remembrance the faith of their mom, the faith of their dad or their grandma or grandpa. And listen to what I, what Patrick said. He said, but I, but after I came to Ireland, every day I had to tend sheep and many times a day I prayed. The love of God and his fear came to me more and more. And my faith was strengthened and my spirit was moved so that in a single day, I would say as many as a hundred prayers and almost as many in the night. 
a hundred prayers a day and almost as many, maybe 75 in the night, 175 prayers this godless young man made because he remembered the faithfulness of his mom and dad and his grandma and his grandpa. And this, even when I was staying in the woods and on the mountain, and I used to get up for prayer before daylight through snow, through frost, through rain, and I felt no harm. This is a 16-year-old young man. And then what happened to this young man is absolutely miraculous and transformative, not only for him, but for his nation and the entire world. He became a visionary and Patrick describes his revival. His revival. He says, and there the Lord opened the sense of my unbelief that I might at last remember my sins and be converted in with all of my heart to the Lord my God. God sent personal revival into that young man's heart and he converted him and made him a son of the Almighty, a member of the family of faith. After years as a slave, Patrick had a dream and God told him in this dream to to travel 200 miles to the seashore where he would find a ship. And in that ship would be a man who would take him to safety. And Patrick escaped Miliuk, his slave master in Ireland, and made it all the way back to England. And he was reunited with his family. And there in England, He was surrounded by his mom and his dad, his family and friends. He was in great financial situations. He was able to get married, have a home of his own, have children, perhaps get a job in the city or be ordained in the church like his father had. But listen to this. If Patrick finally rescued, finally set free out of slavery, back home with his family, with good financial situations, was able to get married and had kids and get a great job and settle down. If he had done that, you and I likely never would have heard of him ever again. The the countless people who have named their sons after Patrick. Do you know a Patrick? He was likely named after St. Patrick. The countless number of churches that have been named after him. The celebrations that have gone on for thousands of years because of him never would have happened if Patrick had not answered the uncomfortable and dangerous call that God placed on his life as a result of the personal revival that he felt in his heart. Listen to this. Patrick describes one of his dreams. He says, in the depth of the night, I saw a man named Victorious coming as if from Ireland. Remember, he's back in England now, rescued out of Ireland, and he sees a dream. Coming from Ireland with innumerable letters, and I read the heading of one of the letters, which read, The Cry of the Irish. And while I was reading, I heard the voice of those who were beside the wood of Forcluth. Forcluth? Say that with me, Forcluth. This was the woods near the area where where Patrick had been enslaved and he heard the voice of this man and the cry of the Irish near the Western Sea and they called out, please, holy youth, come and walk among us again. Their cry pierced me 
to me very heart, and I could read no more, and so I awoke. He woke up from this dream, from the cry of the Irish people calling him back to Ireland. Ireland, come back, walk with us again. And inexplainably, Patrick's heart was filled with a love for the Irish people. There's his character. There's his faith starting to show. He was filled with the love of these people and he spent the next decade or more preparing to go back to Ireland, the land that had enslaved him, the dangerous place that he had, he had fought so hard to escape. And he went back with the mission to spread the good news of Jesus and the whole counsel of God's word in the Bible. And over the next 40 years, Patrick's influence would shape the fate, not only of Ireland, but also of Europe, all of the Western world and America. Much of what you and I enjoy today in terms of God's word, in terms of liberty, and the form of government that we have today, can be traced back to the courage and the character of St. Patrick. I want to be like St. Patrick. We need more men and women with that kind of courage and that kind of character. We're going to talk more about what Patrick did while he was there, while he went back to Ireland, the most dangerous place, the most frightful, fearful place to face his enemies. Did he go back with an army? Did he go back with a, with a grand scheme of, uh, of causing riots in the streets, of canceling out the Druid culture? How did he do it? We're going to learn more about that in part two of Patrick of Ireland. Thanks so much for joining me again tonight. I hope this is as much fun for you as it is for me, Kirk Cameron. Kirk means the church and Cameron is a clan in Scotland. We're a fearful bunch. But it's good for us to be together tonight talking about our Irish friend, Brother Patrick. He was a good man. God bless you guys. I look forward to seeing you again. Revival! Revival! Revival of the covenants will yet be America's transformation. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.